Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 60, and today we are reviewing Nobody. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Well, some other things we've been watching, as usual, uh, might be a little bit shorter of an episode, but we'll see. How you guys doing? Well, surviving. Mm-hmm. You know, Anything new to report? Well, 30% of all Michiganders are now vaccinated. Go to Michigan. And 7% of those have been by Rite Aid. <laughs> and it feels like 1% of that has Sweet. been me. <laughs> That'd be a lot. You'd have to figure that math out. I've already done... This week alone, I did a hundred and fifty something. Just me. Yep, today is Monday. We did not record yesterday because Jacob bitched out on us. <laughs> he worked long hours apparently. <laughs> I had no. to stay an hour extra too, just to do fucking. I had to count every single tablet of a control from five to two. Every single one by myself, by hand. What the fuck? I don't it was know like means, but... up to, it was five to 10,000 tablets I had to count and capsules. It took me like two hours. Sounds <laughs> fun. No, it was awful. I have to do it again in like a month. Uh, well, yeah. Sounds great. We were all pretty beat yesterday, so we decided to uh, postpone until today. No hard, no hard feelings. But now we're ready. So let's get into it. This is another Tavor pick for our beer. So not a, yeah, Tavor, you're dead to us. Um, But if you want to sponsor us, then we're still okay with that. (laughs) It's not there. Send us free beer still. Yeah, I know. Apparently it's Michigan. Yeah, they literally can't send us beer. (laughs) Yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, so the purity of Michigan breweries for our Tavor pick, we have a very metal looking beer metal as in fucking fucking metal (laughs) is fucking metal. Uh, this is called the death of civilization in slow motion three parentheses ghost 943, the trilogy, very long title. So apparently this is a series. Uh, it's called the Dystopian Apocalyptic Series that started in 2018 from this brewery, which is, I should say, is Adroit. Adroit Theory. Adroit. Jacob, care to expand? Where is it? I don't even yeah. see where Vint Hill, Virginia. It's from Vint Hill, Virginia, or as Untapped has it listed, Purcellville, Virginia. So... I'm going to go with the can on this one and say it's Vent Hill because that's what the can says. That's usually a good place to start. Yeah. There was only 13,200 so cans made of this. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's from Tavor, so it's got to be uh, it's got to be good or rare or something. But I should say this is a hazy Imperial IPA. It is a lactose beer or contains lactose. Keep cold, drink fresh. I can read the description here before we get into some other things on the can. Details. The third in our dystopian apocalyptic series from 2018, available for the first time in cans. However, it is being brewed in the current manner as our IPAs. 
soft and pillowy, rich mouthfeel, tropical aromatics, and just enough bitterness. Anyway, this is uh, double dry hopped, Citra, Mosaic, Azaka, and Eldorado hops. Yum. And uh, apparently, uh, adroit means skillful. So, a skillful theory, theory apparently. So there's a little bit of discrepancy between the uh, can and the untapped description too. Did you see that? So this can specifically says double dry hop citra, motica, moter, eldorado, and azaka, not mosaic. Yeah, this is. I've never even heard of those hops to be honest with you. Yeah. Did you also notice it's numbered? That's you what guys I said. Have, yeah, do you have different numbers? It's out of 13,000. Yeah, yeah, we what, should have in chronological. What's your number? 1075. 1074. That means, Kyle? 1073. Hey. So do we have 1072 in the fridge or 1076? That's the eternal question. Oh, <laughs> well, go look in the fridge. Yeah, nope. yeah it's kind of four-pack. We can never know. So uh, going off of the can again, this brewery does something really cool with their cans. They actually give you food, cheese, and cigar uh, pairings for that specific beer. So, cigar the food beer. pairing would be beef. This beer looks is that what you read? Beef, dukbaki with mushrooms and perilla seeds. With mushroom uh, sauce. The cheese <laughs> pairing Steak would be leaden cumin, leaden cumin cheese, and the cigar Arturo Fuente. Selección de Oro. Obviously. Gold selection. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. A Hispanic cigar. This room, that was like... And it uh, even gives you the uh, ideal temperature to drink it at or to serve it at. 50 to 54 degrees. <laughs> yeah. This is way colder than that. I'm keeping it between my yeah. thighs to warm it up. <laughs> between my loins. Get it to the, the ideal temp. I want a, I want a thermometer tested before we drink these. Dude, you should see what this looks like out of the can. Is it like super? There's cloudy? so many particulates in it. Oh, Ooh, should we roll it's it gonna first? Be fucking milky. Should we roll it first? I don't know if I'm, no, we should. Uh, maybe no. That's what it looks suspended. Well, I'm getting it suspended. Suspend that. <laughs> I heard if you drink it, it makes it work better. You think so? Yeah. Just give a little oh, slide. I see that one picture. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Mm. I don't Looks think like I want fucking to egg drop soup. <laughs> <laughs> egg drop soup. Yum. I'm excited. Do we get everything out of the way of this? Can we drink it now? Um, IBUs were like 30. I think so. Did oh, no. ABV? We didn't say the uh, ABV is 8%. Pretty good. Uh, so it's technically listed as an imperial. You think over 7.5? And 39 IBUs. Yep. Which I did say. Hazy Imperial IPA. Yep. Right. I don't know how I feel about the lactose, though. A lot of lactose ones I have not been impressed with so far that we've tried. So well, this is sitting at a 4.13, so I'm expecting great things. Here we things. go, then. Ooh, that sounded good. That was a good one. I was hoping it wouldn't pour all over me again, like cherry. The only, the only can that did that. Punch. What'd you say? That was from Lighthouse. What After he that? drinks the kerosene, he says monkey punch. Oh, yeah. Ooh, monkey, monkey punch. punch. <laughs> Yum. Delicious. It is so juicy. 
Very juicy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely uh, imperial. It's definitely lighter than this. And I can uh, taste that lactose. That lactose, I could bl- blind taste test at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that pillowy effect. It's that okay afterbirth. <laughs> yeah. So this is shortly. I'm drinking this shortly after Enjoy by 420. Shout I brought out, out. Shout out Stone. The to be brute. Oh, wait. So it says to be brewed. Brewed to be blazingly fresh. <laughs> that was hard. You got through it, though. That's such cool. Yeah. Or bottle art. Love you, Stone. If you want to sponsor us, Founders is already we already signed that deadline. Stone, <laughs> we already locked that one in. You might be, you might be next if you're so lucky. All right, what do you guys think? It's, uh, I think tropical is right on the nose. Yeah, it tastes like pineapple pulp. It does taste like. Pulpy. Okay, that's what you said about that one beer, which was like little too. I think was too strong of a. That was tropical, the tropical ale. Yeah. yeah, that was like flavored with pineapple. This just is like no, like now this is notes of pineapple. citrus. You dumb big mm-hmm. idiot. He still has like three hundred beers or something like that. Oh, uh, let's see, three hundred and twenty-four. Then we can start talking. <laughs> I have four hundred sixty different IPAs alone. I'm probably close. Jesus. Wait, so you have more IPAs drank than Kyle has beers on this? Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what he was saying. That's what I was repeating. 385, also more. What was he at? 324? 324. Look at that. Hmm. I wonder if he... That's almost half your beers, Jacob. Yeah. IPAs? Jeez, Jacob, diversify. Jacob, you were like Uh, 800. I'm in the 900. I'm almost at 1,000 now. Oh, okay. It's like I'm at nine forty four. At fourteen sixty two. That's crazy. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer. But did you notice we're all on kind of the same pace because we're all well, like two yeah. years apart in the app? And now we're gonna be right on pace. Because mm-hmm. we're yeah, that's <laughs> true. I've only one new beer a week. That's been a year and a half since I've had. We've had sixty new time. beers. Hmm. Yeah. I joined January eighth, twenty nineteen. January, so not even. Oh wait, 20, that was January fourth, yeah, January sixth, something. Oh, but that was when I joined. I don't know when I started actually checking in because it was a That's while. That's what you have that. to count. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> very easy to drink. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna not, have a slight uh, buzz after this. Uh, what is this? Eight percent after that? Nine percent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be just fine. Won't be sleepy. Eight percent. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, good. It's heavy, sweet, thick. Ooh, thick. Thick with two C's, baby. Yeah, you can taste that lactose coating your tongue. Thicker than a bullet. It hits know. the back of the tongue. It like sticks there. That's what I get from it. It's like this stickiness in the back of the tongue. Yeah. Makes you have like a lot of phlegm. You know, have you have milk and like mm-hmm. coat your tongue? That's what it feels like. It'd be great with spicy food. Yeah. It might be. Is that what? Helps? I don't know what the fuck. Beef dukbaki is, <laughs> but I want to have how some pretentious though. Like they picked the like the most random fucking dishes they could think. Well, of. maybe it was like uh, one of those. Uh, I mean, it's what's the it's super one? specific, but maybe what if it is this brewery? What if it pairs perfectly with it? 
Maybe it's a maybe it's a beer cicerone or whatever they're called. Who decided? There's only like four of those in the world. Yeah, but they have to pair stuff. So like, I'm yeah, the ones who are officially certified. But there's probably a bunch of people who pair. I remember there's this restaurant in Madrid that paired founders beers to each course of the meal, and there was like four or five courses or something. It appears to be a Korean dish. Hmm. Is it spicy? I don't know. Probably. Korean ground beef, Korean rice cakes, fresh peas, scallions, garlic, napa cabbage, sweet soy sauce, garlic, black bean. The only thing that would be spicy in it is uh, gochu, gochu garu, Korean chili oh. flakes. That's I it. It would be gochujang. Mm-mm. Yeah, so it's. I mean, the only thing though. I mean, a yeah, it's spice. a little so bit. It would be too hot for Kyle. Nothing crazy. But... Oh hell yeah! <laughs> no Anything chili flakes for me. Pepper. Anything out of the black pepper. <laughs> Those peppercorns will get you. Sauce. Not too much pepper. It'll be. That's where it'll get you. Or cooked pepperoni. Bef- pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, now the grease pepperoni. Oh, yeah. Pre- yeah. Pre-COVID. He can't Post-COVID, feel he'll eat a ghost pepper. <laughs> can't taste oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right? Those death nuts or whatever they call the peanuts, that peanut challenge. Could you imagine? Like, what if you actually tried that? I would do it. If he had COVID, he couldn't taste. What would oh, happen? I mean, it would still hurt, probably. Yeah, it would just burn. Doesn't taste it. <laughs> you don't have any of the same flavors. Oh shit! Just a burning sensation. Oh, you would just get the worst part of it. Yeah, the, you, would, <laughs> you would miss all the enjoyable part of spicy food and just have pain. No, I don't. I would argue that the pain is part of it, though. Well, you know, I heard that people. It's like a. It shows a slight form of like masochism because it gives you that. Well, a bit of endorphin from the pain. <laughs> okay. Hmm. The more you know. So all you all right. out there. Speaking of masochism, let's get into our review of nobody. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, is that like a hint to Kyle's score of this movie, or maybe? <laughs> wow. All right. Nobody was written by Derek Kolstad, directed by Ilya Nyshuler. Nyshuler. Probably butchering that. Uh, stars Bob Odenkirk, uh, Aleski Serebrikov, uh, Connie Nielsen, Christopher Lloyd, um, Riza, a couple other people. Plot synopsis reads, A bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes the target of a vengeful drug lord. Let's take a listen to a clip. I'm just a man. I was looking for someone. Yeah, well, you probably shouldn't flash cheese like that around here, bro. There are three types of people who, as you say, flash cheese. People who don't know any better, people who are seeking to intimidate, and people like me who wish with every fiber of their being that someone would try to take it from them. All right, what did you guys think of Nobody? It was super fun. So I didn't know... I did not see any of the trailers or anything for this. I literally had no idea what this movie was going to be about going into it. And so I feel like that made it way better because I had no idea what to expect. And I came away thoroughly enjoying it. It was really fun. It was stupid, but I felt like it was aware how stupid it was. There was like zero characterization, but it wasn't that important. The action was awesome. It was super bloody and violent. Love that. And 
Yeah, it just kind of kept you on. It just felt like an old 80s action movie. Even had the 80s music in it. and But brought up in this like more modern take on it where everything has the more modern camera angles and cinematography in the film. Obviously, how it looked was super dark and not so bright and right. cheery as something like an 80s movie would be more. So, yeah, I enjoyed watching it. I don't think... It was definitely not perfect, but it was super fun to watch. And that's enough for the, that's more than enough. It went, kept me engaged throughout. It wasn't too long. Short. Yeah. Short, easy. I could see me watching this again or showing other people it just because how easy it was to watch and just enjoy a good popcorn <laughs> flick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, this movie is not one to blow you away with plot. <laughs> at all realistically the the plot was very shallow <laughs> puddle puddle but deep, it had but style it, yeah i mean and, and it and it, i was okay with it because it was self-aware i mean you have bob odenkirk as your fucking born as your jason born yeah which is kind of funny and it looked i don't know if it was actually him for a lot of it but it looked like he did a lot of the own stunts which is pretty cool just considering who he is <laughs> like Saul. Saul yeah. yeah. And then you fucking, he was in the office too for a little bit. So like knowing him <laughs> as he is and then, you know, seeing him in this kind of like badass role was like in, a, in and of itself corny and like self-aware. So I feel like the movie just like him being the main character just helped solidify that it wasn't going for, the super serious anything yeah. movie. Well, it was strictly for fun. And it, it started out and I kind of liked how it seemed like paying homage to a Edgar Wright type editing with the days of the week. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But then it didn't really ever do that again. So it kind of felt out of place for the rest of the movie, but <laughs> I, yeah, liked, I, did. I liked the comedy it. of that scene. It felt very reminiscent of an Edgar Wright movie. It did. I agree. Um, I can agree with what you guys said. Like it's, uh, well, actually I think, I think it is going for that, uh, that over the top corny, um, cheesy. I mean, even with the casting of Bob Odenkirk, it's obvious that's what they're going for, but it feels like they only relied on the casting of Bob Odenkirk and there really wasn't that much injected into the movie to take it over the top. There was a couple scenes that were obviously trying to be funny, whether they landed or not, it depends on who you ask. But I don't think there was enough of that to really take it to that next level where it this just ended up feeling more like a John Wick ripoff than a parody of John Wick. And not that it needs to be a parody, but, uh, you know, something that it, I mean, it's obvious that it's so similar to that, even with the villain and everything like it's almost identical, like they really needed to do more to make it put it into that um, over the top realm where like anybody could watch it and be like, even if they've never seen John Wick, they could be like, okay, obviously this is, this is, you know, a comedic take on uh, an action movie or whatever, you know, somebody might watch this and be like, oh, this is an action movie with a little bit of comedy injected throughout. But to me, I thought it even took itself too seriously with some of the other, with some other things. I don't know. I, I didn't really end up enjoying it that much. I thought it was pretty middle of the road for most of it. And I was like fine watching it. I'm glad it was a short movie, but by the end, there's just some things that they add in that just like really 
brought it down for me and yeah, ended up not really wanting to watch it again or probably wouldn't recommend it to that many people. I'll just say, you know, there's probably a, a million other movies that you could that you could recommend that are in this vein or tr- what this is trying to be instead of this. Or if you want to see John Wick, then just go watch the first John Wick. Or you can recommend it to somebody that wants to go on a date night on at the movie theaters, Kyle, and you can't see John Wick in the theaters right now. So you can <laughs> recommend it. Sure, you could recommend any movie that's in theaters then. <laughs> yeah, but you this is a mindless fun movie. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was trying to be John Wick to me. I felt I've never seen John Wick, so it doesn't matter. Definitely some of the action scenes oh my God. were in the style of it and that it was the not Jason shaky thrown around camera. It was the showed a lot of the action happening and I liked that. Um but also I felt like it was very much less going for John Wick feeling and more just old 80s action films. I mean, the evil Russians, like Soviet Union. Had some yeah, that's in some the movies. first John Wick, too. I, like, yeah. I know what you're saying, but I don't know how much... I don't know if they were... I guess I can't directly compare it to any of them, or I can't think of any to compare it to. I guess they could be going for that. I don't want to speak to the director's intention or whatever, I think he's only directed one other film. Um, he did that, like, YouTube one, right? The YouTube one. Where it's movie? like out first person or something. Oh, Hardcore Henry. Yeah. That was yes. YouTube. That was yeah, it started out. Well, it started out as like a YouTube video first, and then they made it into a full. That movie's fucking dope. Yeah. Movie. Okay. Yeah, he did. He directed that. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't, I've never seen Hardcore Henry. I was going to watch that uh, actually before, but I forgot about it. It's um, is it? You never seen it either? No, I mean I saw oh, the YouTube. So video. Dope. I didn't see the movie. It's like so. It's like really, really cool. I yeah, I mean, like, at least that has an interesting concept, right? Of the whole movie being it first person. It, and like it does it very well. Like, like it feels like breakdown. Like you yeah, I mean, shoot. I guess. Oh, it's dope. I feel like the main difference between this and, or the only difference between this and John Wick is like, kind of the characterization where this is a family man and he he is wants to get back into the game. Whereas John wick is like out of the game and kind of dragged back in. But even like all the family stuff, I just felt like was like force fed in. And you know, the, I hated the entire plot setup. Like just how he gets back into it is so dumb. Like there's the break in (laughs) the bracelet. And then like, they have nothing to do with him going back in. Like, he like it's it's emasculating or whatever and then he just like wants to he is on the bus and uh you know wants to take it out on somebody and then it just happens to be these people that are connected to this apparently drug it's so bad it's for a kid you think they wrote that to be like oh this is smart they're like no this is this is i'm not looking for an extremely intelligent plot setup or anything but there's clever ways to do it there's just like it just feels more lazy than anything. It doesn't. I was, I was literally watching. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. If, okay. If, if you're, if you're speaking to their intentions and and you can just assume what their intentions are, or you can, you can twist their intentions to fit your narrative. Like I could do the same thing. Like, Oh, they went for this. They went for this uh, great plot setup and it fell flat, but you're saying, Oh no, they went, they weren't going for that. So that's why it worked. Like we don't know. Watch interviews, but it, (laughs) For me, yeah, I, watched all felt, like, I always remember watching the movie and I literally thought to myself, I'm like, wait, how, why was he getting mad? 
And I remember the kitty bracelet and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, duh, <laughs> his daughter's kitty bracelet is what set him off. Like, I just, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, John Wick, like all, he, the he wanted to because they killed his dog. And he was so, it was just showing his monotonous life prior to that. So he wanted to break out of that. And like he got off kind of. Like those fucking John Wick. Oh, people. the thieves just happened to kill the dog of this guy who happens to be one of the best secret agents of all time. <laughs> goes on this giant rampage to kill. Yeah. Them. So exactly, this is we have already yeah. seen it. Do something people. different. Do something original. This is not original. You're proving my point. Thank you. But I'm saying both of them. That are is a dumb movie. That is a dumb movie. That's just has a more clever setup and is better. I mean, it's not even that much better. I don't even. I'm not like putting John Wick on this pedestal. I don't even think those movies are that good. It's the action that's great in John Wick, and the action in this was yeah, it's is way better in John Wick. You think it's okay in this, I guess. Like oh yeah, like I said, for the for the majority of it, it was pretty average, and then pretty good. I don't know. It was not. It was nothing to write home about. That's for sure. It was like Home Alone mixed with John Wick. (laughs) Yeah, and like I. His background too, just I mean, it doesn't need to have an explanation, but he just says he works for the one of those three letter agencies. So yeah, he works for a government CIA, agency. Yeah, blah blah blah. There's yeah, sure. A, but um, like <laughs> crossover between John Wick and this seriously. And uh, in March 2021, no. Schuler discussed the potential of a crossover film featuring nobody in the John Wick franchise. Yeah, potential. That means nothing. It's gonna happen. They just discussed it this month. Yeah, the potential of it. (laughs) I highly doubt that'll happen. I bet that would be pretty big. Mm. I want to see it. (laughs) I'd watch it. I want. (laughs) I'd watch it. Yeah, and I don't know, like the the family aspect too. It just all of that was it wasn't explored enough. So it, when like they tried to use that as justification for actions, it's just, it doesn't work for me. And his whole, I don't know if you talk to deadline, this, um, this director is redefining the action genre, but I don't know. (laughs) They don't know what they're talking about, but this published writer doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) All right. Yeah. We'll just, we don't, we don't want to give our opinion. Let's just cite critics. That's that makes for interesting content. It was funny. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I get the exposition scenes were supposed to be like for comedic effect too, but they ended up feeling more like pure exposition scenes rather than because at the end, what the punchline is, what the guy, they end up being dead after he's giving his his story. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Wow, man. <laughs> comedic masterpiece. Myself. Nobody. Didn't say it was comedic masterpiece, Kyle. So it made me chuckle. <laughs> you don't think the action was good? The only I, like, I thought I, it was I thought it was okay. I, I th- it was like, decent. The family it wasn't bad, and it, it wasn't bad, but it didn't blow me away. So that's why, like, I mean, if the majority of the movie's action, you know, it's right in the middle of the road. It some of the stuff, you know, some of the over the topness worked. I guess like I could see the stupidity of it and what they were going for. But then some of it felt like it was either reaching or just fell flat. So again, that's like towards the middle of the road. And then really what brings it down is just that like this whole, just the whole justification and the whole plot setup, And then the ending when 
his dad and Riza come to him like in the warehouse and he acts so surprised to see them, right? But they are like, how do they know that he set any of this up in the first place? Right? He didn't tell them about it because he acts surprised to see them. But then they are there like prepared and have avoided all of the traps that he set up. Yeah, I know. I thought that was dumb too. But I thought it again. I already bought in the fact that the movie made no sense. So, but that the only parts that were the worst to me were the fact that like his brother had literally no characterization whatsoever. So I didn't know their bond or anything whatsoever except his like one. It's like ten lines in the movie. Mm-hmm. And same with his dad. Like I get that they were, had something in the past, and they kind of mentioned something about army. But that was about it. So, like, I had no feeling between them, but I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, the dad didn't bother me, like, him being, you know, a badass or whatever. Like, he knew his, he knew who his son was and all this stuff. Like, obviously, he probably taught him some things and, you know, none of that stuff bothered me. It's just, no. Yeah, it was a lot of other things. But again, I thought it was, I thought it was fine for the most part. It's just like when like one thing comes up and I even went in like knowing I would have to just take it for what it is at face value. I thought it would be like a dumb fun action movie and I think they were going for that, but it didn't reach, it never reached the level that they were going for. And I don't think they did enough to push it to that. So that's what is most frustrating is like, they had Bob Odenkirk and they had this, this idea, right. But I just don't feel like it pushed the limit enough or, or ever really went for what it was supposed to be. So what is a better example of this type of movie to you? I think it's a blend. Shoot them up. I don't, I didn't really, you've never seen it. So I haven't seen that. Clive Owen and Monica Belushi. Belushi. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. Um, well, this wasn't all, that wasn't uh, better than this. Oh yeah, way better. Right on par. These mm. movies are all the fucking same. It falls in this. I think this <clears> feels <throat> like, like some of the action feels like, um, Taken, meets John Wick. John Wick. Mm, some of it was like over the top. Some of it was pretty. You're grounded. saying mixing? Yeah, let's say you're mixing like realism and and over the top action. Like, yeah, I've. Some of it was like pretty over the he top, gets, but other of it felt pretty grounded. Yeah. Like the only part that feels grounded, I guess, like it kind of loses that, definitely loses that by the end with just all the homemade stuff. And, you know, it, he gets shot at one point, never affects him, which is fine. That happens all the time in movies, you know, blows a claymore up like well, behind a <laughs> plexiglass shield. Like well, that's what the whole movie should have been. And no, oh, he's saying yeah. he's saying that was good. Like if they were gonna, if they were gonna make like if they were yeah, up, they might as well make everything fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I did like say it more up. more stuff like that. If I don't know, it, like what you're saying is it's it's riding that line when it should have been like the John Wick action or even more over the top and mix in more comedy with that and like really like if it would have been like for example if the plot setup was that the 
Russian gangsters or whatever robbed him and took the kitty cat bracelet and they didn't do anything to his family. The literally the only thing they did was take this bracelet from them. And that was like his whole motivation. I would have been on board with that. But this setup of these people robbing him that, oh, they have a baby and they really need, they were desperate for this money or whatever. And he emasculated his wife puts up a fucking pillow wall in their bed which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like just these little details. It's so stupid. It makes it, it makes it. Oh yeah. Have you had a pillow between you before Kyle? (laughs) You don't get it. He's like, it's just really dumb. Yeah. Yeah, Why would he do that? I know I don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. What, uh, I don't know. That's what I'm just saying though. That's what makes it kind of its own genre is, that it is grounded, but over the top. But that's You're where like, it's like another- you could say you could say that same thing as like clashing tones. You know that yeah, could be a bad thing. Also, it, was doing that. it almost felt like a mature Spy Kids to me. <laughs> what Spy Kids? Yeah, because it was like when they found their parents were actually these spies, and now they're cool. You know, it's kind of like oh god, that's what I felt like. This and it's over the top stories, absolutely stupid. But like the action and and like all that kind of, and the little tricks and stuff are cool. And then, but they don't, I don't know see. about the spike his aspect. I don't know. I have a serious question for Jacob. Now, were you sober when you watched this? Yes, Kyle. Do you not feel that? How do you not see that? I don't know. I'm just wondering. I'm sure they just were like kids. Who were, to... I was looking for a floop or whatever the fuck his name was. But like you know, the What's parents were considered just normal, and then they find out they're actually cool behind. It. And like everyone thought he was like this nerdy, just like doesn't stand up for himself guy. And but then, the wife knew. The well, she, yeah, the wife knew. Well, yeah, the like wife the kids, it even feels like the kids kind of knew to some aspect. They get the kids like, Dad, you could you totally could have taken him. Like if you, I mean, they don't outright say that they know, but. It feels like yeah, they, it feels he, like the older son he was knows, just that, you know, you could have taken him because like that was showing how weak, cause he was disappointed how weak his dad was because he wouldn't take a hit on him when he was clearly wide open. But the dad was really, he noticed that they didn't even have bullets in the gun and that they really didn't want to hurt him. So he didn't. Yeah, no, I, I, I know all that. I'm just saying like it, he, it, it no kind of felt though. like he, it kind of felt like he, he had an idea. Say, I mean, even if no. he didn't know, it doesn't matter. I think he just was mad his dad didn't try something and while he was trying something. Yeah, I think so too. That's what I got. And that's where the police were like laughing. He's like It even feels like it's like even more ripping off John Wick where they are they put in these subtle hints of like a of a, a bigger world where like Riza is is secretly communicating with him through all these radios and he's got all this a shitload of gold stashed away. It's like even if he worked for like the government in the bunker and they held that money from the different exactly countries. like spy kids. I mean, perfect double bill, nobody in spy kids, those details that they threw in felt like again, it was just ripping off John wick. And like, I don't know, even that was annoying. And it's because they're supposed to be in the same world. Eventually Kyle, it's a, I, the, apparently it's a multiverse. Bro. yeah. And the villain too was, I get he's supposed to be basic, but yeah, he just walked it. I did like that scene of him just like, 
driving in front, running those people off. It's like one cut, and then he parks and walks across the street and makes people stop. And then just goes right dancing. Walks into it and starts ding- singing and dancing. It's all one cut the whole time. I like that scene. Yeah. Like, what the um, fuck? But what about and his... He his... Guy. He's like, he was 3%. He's like, more for us. He's like, I guess we'll split it between us. <laughs> so yeah, like they try to set up this... this villain world right or like at least his motivations and it's still it's unclear like he is they they tell him that he's protecting their money when like does he have a stake in that or is part of that his because like he like you said he kills the guy and then he says more for us and then when he when he ends up burning the money he gets like he ends up going what (laughs) burning the money yeah whatever you ever heard people just want to watch the world he burns it and then that guy flips out it's like well i get that he had a stake in it that was his money too and he said you know you still have some money left blah 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 no he says you know you can always rebuild no he says you have a nest egg i'm sure oh well yeah so that was that's that yeah that's i think he's only saying that to he's assuming it and he's only saying it to let him know that he, and that that's what he did is he burned the, what is it called? The babushka, the buka, the bubka. What is the pile of money called? It has a name. Huh? Did it start with an O? Yeah. It started with no, it starts with a B. It was like oh, Obeska. is it no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It might be. An o. Yeah. Did you even watch the Abshka or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Abshka? Abshka? Anyway. Were you sober when you watched this movie, Kyle? It was OB. That's <laughs> why. I was close. I mean, I've watched as much as I could. Sober? No, I was, I was sober. I was close to, I was close, as close to watching it as I could. Buh. Um, Yeah. I, I no, I mean, you could, you could say that he had a stake in it or whatever. I'm just saying that, that still was not clear and like, well, I don't know. It it could have been more simple. The whole movie could have been simplified and it would have been better because it's going for that dumb or the top action movie. It should be more simple and enjoyable to me. And it wasn't. That's a fair point, Kyle. <laughs> I mean, you guys loved this thing. So I like say what you liked about I it. I already did say what I liked about it. It was all the things that you hated about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds right. Yeah. It was just a fun movie. I loved the action. I thought it was great. The violence of it, great. Loved that. It was dumb, but I didn't really care. It wasn't like amazing movie, but yeah, I had a good time watching it. I'll watch it again for sure. All right, cool. Anything else to say on nobody? And that's it. (laughs) Nope. All right. Well, what do you want to say out of five stars? I gave it a three and a half. I gave it a three. I gave it a two. Moving on to... Average? Yes, that's what I said. I thought for the majority of it, it was average, and then it came down a little bit. Well, yeah, what else have we been watching? Jacob, do you have anything? I watched Nomadland. Yes, finally. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm very interested. So I... We've said our. So I called I Jacob. I called Jacob Switzerland. Well. Is he? 
because <laughs> he put it right in the middle what of what Josh rated it and when I rated it. <laughs> so like, let's hear it. So this is where I'm at with it. Unbiased by either of your opinions. Okay. You were biased thought, by both of ours. No, unbiased. I thought it looked beautiful. And mm-hmm. I mean, it felt like it was real. So I guess the acting was good, but I don't really get the point of the movie. Like, I didn't. So you give you an insight on the culture. What culture? The, the nomad culture. Yeah, but I don't know. It was just, it felt kind of pointless. I don't. It I was. Yeah. Plotless. Mm-hmm. Pointless. Mm-hmm. Maybe to you. Like, it just like kind of felt boring. I don't know. Like, it mm-hmm. felt like a little, it felt long. And I'm just like. Okay, but it looked good. And also, I loved the music. Shout out. I love this composer. So I used to listen to him while I studied for like hours a day. And I'm like, I know all the music of this movie. Wow. Why does this sound so familiar? And then I looked it up. I'm like, because I listened to this whole album. <laughs> yeah, because it's like four, three or four years old, isn't it? Or maybe even older. Yeah, I used to. It's when I was in college studying. Definitely. I love this composer. It's like an Italian guy. Yeah, Ludovico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. He has this one song. I I don't remember the name of it, but I, oh, I used to listen to it every day, and I'm like, this. I know all this music, and I love the music, but it didn't feel right with the. I don't know if maybe it was just that it felt so off for me because I listened to it so much separately, so it didn't feel like it was a part of the film. It felt like it was a separate thing interjected into the film. It didn't like blend nicely with it i i felt like the music should have been different for it but it was good it just didn't fit it well for me but yeah i didn't really care too much about the characters it was interesting it felt real i liked seeing the odd jobs and the life of it but it felt almost more like a documentary than like a film should have been a documentary yeah right (laughs) that's exactly yeah, but why not? It might as well have been. Then it's then you're talking six hours. <laughs> you could have had the Give same it, one. Maybe. Or, or yeah, I would have taken a mini series of a documentary of this. That's interesting, but it felt like this weird book. like middle ground between a documentary and a film, and it just didn't work as much as a film as it would have as a documentary. But I, I mean, it looked beautiful. It was clearly very well acted because I felt like these are. I don't know if some of these people were just real people or two actors. actors. Only two, like two or three actors and the rest were. Yeah, that makes sense. And they were all actual names and that makes sense. How it feels, man. So it's not, but yeah, I just didn't, it was kind of boring to me. I didn't really get what the point of it was. And yeah, that's how I felt about it. (laughs) I don't know what your guys' big disagreements were about it. I just think like for a narrative film, if it's not going to be a documentary and it's a narrative film that follows a a main character, like she should have had more of an arc that like I just didn't feel, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that because she didn't change anywhere at all. And it was weird. Well, it's just like I don't get her. I didn't feel like I didn't really learn her that well through it. Mm -hmm. You didn't watch the movie. I did watch the movie. Not very well. But where does she change? It said it basically what I learned is she's always been this way and she's stubborn and stayed that way. No, she accepted it. 
No, she was always accepting it. <laughs> oh, she wasn't. Yeah, she like, was just coping with it's, it. I thought, I thought it was weird when it was revealed that like she always wanted to live this lifestyle instead of she was forced into it, which was the initial impression I had of the movie yeah, when it said, oh, this was after thought, the, the 2008 financial crisis yeah, and she's living the, in a van now. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, she always well, wanted to live in a van anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I felt it too. It was weird. Like the ending kind of confused me because I was like, oh, because I felt like it was what you were saying. I'm like, oh, she came in acceptance of it. Then when they did that part at the end, I'm like, oh, no, she just always wanted to be the, this was always how she was. But then she got to do it. And she, she just shuns everybody else. And she's but always she did been it because way. of a traumatic event. She would have never done it had that not happened. Yeah, maybe, but no. But that still that doesn't sh- like what Kyle it's saying. Just, then, arc. It's just she's flat. Yeah, it's just, just something that puts it. if puts in things into motion. Like yeah, there's nothing else to that. I don't get what you're saying. Like she didn't change. <laughs> it, who says you have to? Why so, does every movie have to have a character arc? It doesn't. Then uh, yeah, so you're no, agreeing with us, and it should just be a documentary based on the yeah. nomad lifestyle oh, instead of a, a narrative film. Well, then why What's even have different? it be a narrative film? Because you had because it's an actor and it's a, it's a fictional based story. It's a based on a book. So you think she's just there as like a avatar for us to be injected to into indeed injected into no? Yeah, that's why that's what me and Trevor said. She is basically this entryway. Like you can't just have some no nobody on the screen like trying to portray. Why all the nobodies style. were more captivating than the than the actors? So, no. I'd rather watch Swanky and Doug or whatever uh, the fuck his name was. Fucking, you're just being you're just being so kind of like contrarian right now. There's nothing you you just don't like it because I you like didn't like it. Santa don't say it, it was because it was bad acted or anything. Like or that I didn't say it was bad acted. I said those were those people were more interesting than her character. No, but we needed an entry point. The, I, I, I don't get why. I don't get why like. If if you want, if you're interested, I, I mean, I guess to the general audience, I mean, sure, like, I but that it. doesn't make the I, movie better. Like, I can yeah. watch, I could watch a documentary on painting houses. If there's interesting people in it and they have an interesting story to tell, then I'll watch it. I don't need an entry point. I don't need Christian Bale playing a painter. Yeah, you know, like I get, I get both of these sides here. Like that's. Like I totally get where Kyle is coming from because yeah, I don't need that. I would have loved this as a documentary. It's like, uh, like that. What was that one with the octopus we watched? My octopus teacher. teacher. Yeah. Like that. Like I didn't need an actor interjecting me that I just got attached to this thing, you know, like I just got, fell in love with that story and I didn't need like someone, I didn't need to be injected into it by like some, character that doesn't change i would have been interested in these characters just as a documentary but also i get where you guys are coming from if you want to take it from like a narrative point of view then yeah you would need that kind of thing to meld you into the story but it doesn't for me i just feel like it doesn't need that story it's already interesting just with these characters themselves the nomads as their life and as a documentary i would be interested in seeing that but, but it's this it. weird fusion of like a documentary and a film. But you did see it. Yeah, but why does it need to be as a film? Why not as a documentary? Because my point is like, I, I, it's like I didn't care about her. I mean, story I still liked it. Yeah, I, I did still like it. And I mean, yeah, I liked it a lot. just like I, I can see why some people 
would love it just as like a slice of life film, you know, where it doesn't have to, I guess the plotless, that's where the plotlessness comes in. And I mean, if you enjoy it for that, then that's great. You know, I could see that, but it didn't work for me on that level or like the narrative story level that it's trying to tell. So that's why, it, I mean, I still overall liked it, but just not as much as a lot of people are. Or yeah, connecting just, to it, I guess. I just thought, like, because of the technical aspects of it and the acting and the interesting, like, story itself, it just is so really you're good. saying the acting made it better? No, I'm saying the acting was good, but it didn't necessarily well, add said, or take away from the film. Uh, you're a little... No, I'm saying it was good, and that's why I gave it such a high score, because of technically how well it was done, but... As a documentary, I would have enjoyed this more, just learning, spending more time with the other characters, the real people. I mean, the question is, if you're talking about anybody besides Francis McDormand and David, whatever that guy's name is, if you're talking about anybody besides him, could you even call it acting? I mean, they're just being themselves. They're not acting. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why I I would have like loved just seeing their stories and hearing from them as like a documentary being interviewed. I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. need it to the other, the actors in it, but they were in it and judging them by being in this film, they did a great or job. Or not interviewed. I liked, I liked the almost vignette nature of, of going with character to character. Like she was just telling, you know, so Francis like McDormand her story like or giving her going along with them. Yeah, exactly. That, or maybe, you know, yeah, and they and they were the nomad group. And then they were giving them their little advice on life, you know, like the Yeah. I do love that the that who is it that says fusion, you know, not to wait, not to wait to live. I don't want to have the boat in the driveway. I can't I don't know if, oh, has, yeah, if she has an actual name. Oh, yeah, that, that girl. Random. Yeah, they're in like a circle talking or something, I think. I'm sure she anyway, just like that, you know, but... little sprinkled out wisdom through the movie. Like, I mean, obviously that, that, that came from a real person. That's just, okay. yeah. Or, <laughs> I kept saying it was Carl, but it's not. Or was it? Yeah, it's Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> of course it's Carl. <laughs> yeah. What'd you give it? I gave it a four. Cool. I feel Which like is... that's right in line with what it should be. Tell that one mm-hmm. of its best picture. Mm doesn't mean anything yeah <laughs> was it two-time best I, picture i don't know i think mank will probably no shot please mank put mank on your ballot jacob yeah, please, please put mank what else i'm just I, father minari oh, it would be minari. Minari yeah minari no minari won't win but it would be um it would either be this or nomadland or minari yeah i like minari I'm not saying I want Minari to win. Score. Yeah, but I oh, liked, I like Minari more, but I, I gave it the same score. <laughs> you can. There is a slight difference. I also gave the same score as my octopus pe- teacher, and that was better too. It was same score, Jacob. You got to your scoring system doesn't mean. Yeah, you have that to go out of a hundred like, like I do. You gotta, 
Yep. So you can put that okay, one. So this is like an 80 and those ones are like 81, 82. <laughs> oh, so there you go. Better. So I can visually see that they're better to you. But I'm telling you that they're better. Well, it doesn't. You no, he has to that. see it. <laughs> you can't You can't say that maybe off your initial reaction. They're all the really good though. That's not yours. That wasn't your thing either. Are you telling me a lower Nomadland? So. <laughs> He'll do it. Nope, he can't now. I'll watch it. Just again. rewatch it in the background <laughs> and lower it. <laughs> That's how it's reviewing when you're cheating the system. I'll you don't know it. though how we watched it. This. He oh, could yeah, just say that Netflix. he watched it. I have Netflix playing on my phone right now. I have uh, <clears throat> something up, and I'm just gonna rate it blindly on your fucking you know, like phone. Space assy one point five. <laughs> the way it was meant to be seen. All right, let's move on. Josh, do you want to talk Kong? All right, we watched Kong Skull Island in preparation for Godzilla v. Kong next week, <clears throat> which like we'll be reviewing. In the beginning. Um, I'm going to pull his fucking so screenshots or text messages. It's going to say the, the 31st. 31st. Yeah. yeah, that's great. But what happened during the episode when I said, hey, Kyle, next I week we're reviewing Godzilla v. Kong? Kyle, I don't know what today's date is today. So I just is March 29th. 31st was this weekend or something. All right. It's besides the point. Uh, (laughs) This was only my second time seeing this. Uh, What about you? Yep. My two. All right. Well, as I said to someone, what's more disappointing watching an average movie and have it stay the same or watching an average movie and have it go down? What would be worse? What? I think you mean it's stay the same. Would you rather have an average movie stay average or have a good movie go down to average? Mm, you were saying no, if it's average and stays average or if it averaged and got worse, obviously we would want to stay average. See, I don't know. No, it's, I mean, it's a little above movie, average. You would rather have an average movie go down than it stays I would the rather same. have it change than stay the same. I'd rather have any movie, well, except like a five star movie. But that's consistent. I'd rather have it move. Yeah, consistency. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I think I I just couldn't remember a lot of like my actual criticisms all. of the movie. Like I remember the action and uh, you know, the effects and stuff of Kong look really good, but like other effects look really bad. It's really it's odd, like the budget to this movie versus how like some of the simple effects look terrible, but Kong, you could say, arguably the hardest effect looks so good. Dude, he looks you know what really I'm saying? Good. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Like scenes where it's like an obvious like green screen or something, it just looks so bad. But then Kong looks amazing. I don't I think that's and all the monsters and stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, like, or the color correction that they did on this. So maybe it looked yeah. good initially, and then after that correction, it looked really bad because I mean, you can tell that they like cranked up the saturation and just added a lot of, you know, popping colors to make it stand oh, out visually, which is nice. Um, it looks really cool in some parts and other parts it makes it look bad. But yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the, yeah. the obvious standout, you know, like the green, the green um, smoke so scene, um, a lot of the, the sky, like mm-hmm. dusk and dawn. Um, the this how the sky looks and everything against that backdrop looks really good. But yeah, the uh, this I had something like prepared for this. This is like the 
epitome to me this is like the epitome of a a dumb movie that you if you you have to turn your brain off to enjoy <laughs> and yeah, definitely. i mean i think it is you know it's somewhat going for that um i would say almost in a a slight reaction to godzilla because this is in the same universe with monarch and everything uh, where they really wanted it to be more fun and light versus the kind of heaviness that was the uh, 2014 Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my two complaints, main complaints about this is the inconsistency with the stylization. I think they needed to lean way more into the overly colorful and then not try and ground it at all. Because like mm-hmm. every time that they got away from like the over the top, like stylistic, it like was the worst part of the movies or the worst parts. And I just thought, you know, like this, the cinematographer is the same one that did all of Zack Snyder's film. Basically he did oh, okay. I didn't know Watchmen, uh, BVS. He's done like all of those. So like we mm-hmm. obviously know that his stylization is what Zack Snyder's famous for. So I don't know why they wouldn't try and lean into that just hundred percent because like I said, all the best scenes I thought were the overly stylized, like, you know, the green smoke that we were talking about or, or when, you know, um, Samuel, the fire scene with Samuel Isaac Jackson blows or catches Kong on fire and you just see him like, Mm -hmm. you know, looking through the fire at him. That was like, all those scenes were really cool, but it just, all the other scenes just kind of, were pretty horrible and the writing some of the lines were just <laughs> god awful and like like yeah I the dialogue is pretty bad Jackson, but this is a movie that i feel like they tried to write too much for samuel L. jackson like yeah he's known to make those corny like sayings and stuff but like this one just felt like they were trying to be too much samuel L. jackson and not just like well i don't i mean these lines yeah I, I could see what you're saying, but I, I like the writing overall is just really bad. Like the uh, Brie Larson, like this, the so like <laughs> on the nose line of I've taken, I've taken enough photos of mass graves to recognize one. Like, come yeah. on. It's just, oh, it's like ro- <laughs> rolling my eyes. And then there's uh, like a, there's like a joke set up where it's like, you know, do you love your mama? And that, like, that's just all he asks. There's no punchline or anything. He just asks him yeah. like, do you love There's your mama? So <laughs> like, like, like they're about to fight. And he <laughs> says that and it's like, where does what? <laughs> um, like, and then that line that I'd sent you guys in the thing where he's like, if you yeah. don't like the way I'm doing it, there's a door and they're in the middle of a fucking jungle. <laughs> like, yeah. He, there's another, like, <laughs> another thing he says, like, uh, one guy says he's about to he's about to light up a cigarette and, and smoke right and he says we oh, don't have yeah, time yeah. for that like you don't have time to you can't walk and smoke like <laughs> I know. what this doesn't even, it doesn't even make it's sense and it was just literally yeah it was an excuse yeah exactly it was a, they set up so he could throw the cigarette to expose the fumes and it's like the it's just like such lazy writing where it's like they like okay how do we how do we tell them or how do we make the characters know that this is explosive gas Oh, let's have, you know, one of them smoke and then, um, you know, maybe the gas will blow up. Well, you could have had the same thing, the same setup where it's like, yeah, a character smoking a cigarette and it gets to the butt and he just chucks it. But no, he he, he lights it up and then he says, we don't have time for that. Like, what the fuck? It's so stupid. 
I know just like that. there's the small things like that riddled throughout the movie that just like make it so like too dumb to be fun where it's like i get yeah. what it is but it just all that stuff takes you out of it and it's like and just be a little bit better and more clever with the writing and it would have been a lot better of a movie another scene that i i don't know if you liked and i could see a lot of people liking but i absolutely hate it is when the guy does the grenades and he just gets his like th- uh, fucking kicked into the wall and it blows up Oh yeah, like, I was like, this is like that was like, like at least let him do something. Like, don't fucking I don't know. It just felt yeah. Like I dude, I have a note. Be a badass the whole movie, and then exactly. he like literally dies in a like nothing. It's so like, that whole scene is so stupid because up. not only does it's like it's a it's a kind of a well known actor that we know, and you know we followed him through the whole movie up until this, and he's making this. Um, you know, he's making this last stand. He's trying to buy them time. He says, you guys go, you know, I'll, I'll, they didn't say I'll hold him off, but you know, he's, he's doing, he's sacrificing himself to buy them time. Uh-huh. And really it just smacks him out of the way. And then it's, it's even closer to them because they all stopped to try to ch- change his mind. Him, yeah. Exactly. So his death was in vain because the writers made it so. Like, yeah. And I was like, they were building him so, up like the whole movie to be like this kind of like badass, And then. I'm like, I get they were maybe trying to be funny about it, but it's like, it was not funny. At oh, all. no, it, it did not ruined. land. It was, it, I it did was not even see it as a joke. Like, yeah, because it didn't. I just see like some people laughing at that. And I was like, like, it wasn't a point. Yeah. There was no like reason to inject comedy in that part. Like there was no, no. benefit to it. And it just fell so flat. Yeah. Like I think he's, his death should have had a little bit more meaning and just like a, you know, if his if it was meant to buy them some time, maybe it bought them a little bit, but not enough. Like it's anything besides what they did. Yeah, was anything. Just... Like show him damage <clears throat> a little bit, and he, you know, he didn't do a lot, but maybe he chipped off the armor, and then King Kong stabs that part into the armor. Like, you right, know, right. Like weakens the arm or like the you know weakens the armor part, and then that's how Kong ends up killing the monsters by stabbing in the spot that this guy created. That would have been like a way better payoff than just fucking kicking him into the wall and then yeah blows up <laughs> of course with grenades he it blows up and has a huge blast yeah a massive fireball Jacob's favorite Jacob's favorite thing of grenades in movies um yeah and there's like not only the bad writing and and dialogue but plot convenience is also um did you see who you know like it? in the did i see who wrote it yeah, there's I know, four I know who did. If, yeah, there's four. Yeah. Well, one story and three screenplay, and mm-hmm. one was Dan Gilroy. Yeah, yep. Because you asked me that, and I yeah, he and he wrote, he wrote Philip Bussaw and Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and then Max Bornstein who did Godzilla, and then they had this Derek Connolly guy who did the Jurassic World. So like, that makes I don't sense. Know why they felt Jurassic the need World. to? Why would they feel the need to do three writers? A three screenplays and a writer. I don't know. I mean, it could have gone through rewrites. Maybe they didn't like what they had at first. Maybe it was too serious. And then another writer was the guy that came in and, you know, punched it up to be more of comedy. And, you know, because there is like some, it feels like there's some forced 
war commentary because it takes place during the Vietnam War. You know, every Vietnam War movie has to be this huge commentary on um, baby killers, anti-war it. commentary or whatever. Yep, yep. Uh, so, you know, it feels like that is a, clashing a little bit with the tone of the film and feels like it's forced in a little bit. But um, again, that could be because of changing writers or too many hands in the pot. I don't know. But yeah, it, it's... um. <laughs> What's that? Too many hands in the cookie jar. Too many cooks in the hands in the pot. Too many dicks in the vag. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is still pretty good and watchable and somewhat fun. Yeah, I didn't hate watching it. Yeah, it's um, it's above average for me. I gave it a three. I also gave it a three. Cool. One more uh, Godzilla universe movie to watch before. Friday or whenever that movie comes out. Yep. I started it last night and I had to finish it. Only way you can watch a movie, right? Two sittings. Well, when, when that movie is two hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> the way it was intended. Uh, anything else no, for you, nap, Jacob? It was nap time. No. It was bedtime. Josh, did you watch anything else? I don't think so. All right. Well, then I will close it out by... With one more film I watched, uh, Call Me By Your Name. Finally caught up with this. I had been looking for it. First time watching it? Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, I saw it way back. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, after uh, after 2018, it had been obviously been on my list. And um, I was always looking. I would check, you know, periodically streaming. Is it streaming anywhere? It was never streaming anywhere. and then I, it was seven bucks on Amazon. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to blind buy it, bought it. And I'm really glad I did because uh, no surprise here. I loved Call Me By Your Name, directed by my boy Luca, Luca yeah. Guadagnino. Um, yeah, it's just a extremely subtle movie, which I was like, on the fence about it first because I was like confused, almost confused. It's, it's almost confusing uh, when you're watching this relationship develop because they, they speak around it a lot and talk around it. And you're like, okay, are they, are they speaking about this or something else? And I mean, yeah, if you just keep watching, you'll, you know what they're talking about, but you know, that courtyard scene uh, where they're kind of dancing around what they're actually trying to say. Great oh, scene, yeah. by the way. Yeah, like moments like that. Um, and even their interactions with each other throughout the film, like everything is so subtle, but it all is purposeful because of his uh, Army Hammer's or Oliver's position and the position that he's in and the, you know, um, taboo nature of it, right? Yeah. So yeah, like... All of that stuff worked and just the, I don't know, um, not unsureness, but, you know, Elio's position, like you're seeing a lot of the movie through his perspective and just what he, you know, his roller coaster of emotions that he has to go through. And he's the younger one, you know, he is, he's unsure of himself because, you know, with Oliver being older and more mature and stuff like that, he he wants this, but he doesn't know how he feels. And he is the one that's being reserved because, you know, he's staying with his 
the the guy that he's working for is Elio's father. And just the thing, also the time period, like what that would mean if he was outed at that time. And there's all these things like, it's not something, I feel like some people don't like it because of that. They want these big romantic gestures, right? And these like over the, like what they expect romantic movies to be, right? Film especially, and romance has been so over-exaggerated. Like every film is, right? They have, they build up these relationships and they do all these grand gestures and things like that. And that's not this movie. So if you're going at it in that mindset, you're going to be disappointed and you're going to feel like, I don't know, like the relationship isn't very strong, but it's, you have to like look past that to all the like subtext going on. Yeah. And yeah, just the time period, like it establishes, it's like an eighties movie without, without them having to do too much to make it feel like an eighties movie. There's one very eighties scene, I will say, uh, the dance, but yeah, all of the acting was amazing. It looks amazing. The, the, this like where Tim, Timothy, Timothy. Yeah. Timothy. Yeah. This is where he really blew up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. And I love all the performances and I've no never actually seen Coco, but I've heard the song and I will say it's a fucking disaster that the mystery of love did, did not win best original song at the Oscars. Cause that is, a, that song is amazing and it is perfect for the film. It's in Coco. Well, I mean, it's obviously written for the film, oh, but saying Coco won. Coco won. Oh, Coco's amazing. Yeah. Remember me. But I'm saying the song. This I don't know. Mystery of Love by Sufjan Stevens should have won the Oscar. 100%. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I think... You've never seen Coco? No. Oof. I've seen parts of it. favorite Pixar movie, too. We just added it. I've heard the song, though. Work. Um, oh, Pixar I think, premium coming up. <laughs> yeah, <God>. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, to wrap up, I think... I think I would have to rewatch it with a lot of the things that I know now in mind. Like it's one of those hindsight films where like the feeling I got from it the first time was more like learning almost, you know, like I said, it's an Elio's perspective and he it. is confused through some of it and I'm confused through some of it. So I think rewatching it, it would probably go up, but right now it's at a comfortable 4.5. Also shows such a range that, that Luca can do. Don't be giving my shit. Yeah. Don't be giving it away, bro. I just saw Kyle's score and I got to watch it. Jacob, what's the scene? What what scene did I love? It's been, I haven't seen this since it came out. Damn <laughs> it was it. Like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I literally saw it like when it you came would, out. Jacob would be able to point it out in a heartbeat though if he watched it. It's a very short, it's work. actually not even a scene. It's a very short part. I'm sure I know, but like, do you remember, do you remember when he's, when, um, Elio is like, he's like visualizing something and it's, uh, negative. The film is, it's like goes to negative. I don't. Okay. You're, I'm muted. Wait, we need to rewatch. I need to watch it with Joshua and then I'll be like, Oh, (laughs) okay. I'm uh, I have it on my voodoo now. So if you guys, cause it's not streaming anywhere. So if you plan to watch it, you can pop on it there. I do. It's really, I, I loved it when I saw it. So yeah. Yeah. I love all the, the weaving in art too. And just the dad, oh, chef's kiss. So wholesome. 
I love his dad in this movie. Michael Stuhlberg also, he's always cast as like a intellectual or like a professor, I feel like. I mean, maybe this is because I just watched that uh, Shirley movie where he's also a teacher in that, but it just feels like he's always cast as that. He, like he looks like he just, he's like almost like typecast as this intellectual professor. But I know you guys haven't seen Shirley, but just a little side note there. All right, is that it? It seems to be. Cool. That brings us to a close. So next week, for sure, 110%. Godzilla v. Kong. Um, If you want to send us a question or comment, you can send us an email at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. I am on... Oh, sorry. Follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at The KG Project. I'm on both of those as JSL517. That's J-S-A-L-517. I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Fumbling by river, feel my feet above the ground. Bye.